Hi, and welcome to episode 94 of Igniting Courage podcast. So I got a question for you. Are you feeling a little down in the dumps lately? Maybe a little overwhelmed or a lot overwhelmed? <laughs> Do you suddenly lose your momentum and have a really hard time getting back up to speed with your seemingly never-ending to-do list? Are there days when you're on top of the world and have everything together and all figured out, and then the next day you're a hot mess and you can't put down the Butterfinger and the remote? You are not alone. We are dealing with unprecedented unknowns right now. And humans don't like unknowns. They are scary. We like our nice, comfortable knowns so we can ease back and not think too hard and not wonder what the heck is around the next corner. And with 200, 2020, the thought of the next corner is so scary, right? Even though your job may be secure and your kid's homeschooling situation may be figured out and your life seems to be cooking along fine for now, there's a lot of just underlying stress in the background. What's going to happen with the virus? When is it going to be comfortable to go in public again? When will I have a day that I'm not on Zoom all day? <laughs> the election, social unrest, and winter's coming. There's this undercurrent of stress and unknowns just outside of our sphere of influence that's just pressing in on us and shrinking our capacity to be able to deal with everything. And I like to think of it in terms of emotional energy. Now, emotional energy is what you need to be able to make tough decisions calmly and rationally, to deal with stress in a mature way, <laughs> to exercise self-discipline, like not eating the whole box of cookies, and to be able to focus your attention and get the important, difficult work done. On a normal day, you might wake up with, say, 100 units of emotional energy. And throughout the day, the big and little stressors eat away at that emotional energy. Ideally, you run out of emotional energy right when it's time to fall into bed for a good night's sleep where you recharge it and you wake up the next day refreshed and ready to do it all over again. That's the ideal. And when the heck do we ever get to deal with the ideal? <laughs> Rarely. And in 2020, practically never. <laughs> with 2020, instead of waking up with 100 units, you got about 85 because of all of that underlying stress and unknown and the creepy virus skulking around out there in the bushes. So you wake up already with a little bit less than we did in January of this year. And then you're probably waking up a little hungover, maybe a little dehydrated because you drown your frustrations and stress the night before in a bottle of wine. So your emotional energy tank just went down from the 2020 high of 85 units to only 70 units. Then the stressor start of the day. You make the mistake of checking your email before you get out of bed, and there's a frustrating request from that maddening client who sent it at midnight last night. Bam! One more unit is gone. Then your kids won't get out of bed. Bam, bam. Two more units, gone. Then you try to settle them into their virtual classroom and something funky's going on with the internet. Bam, bam, bam. Five more units, gone. The kids are whiny because they're stressed out too. Bam, bam. Then you get to work and your boss calls you into a one-hour meeting that you didn't need to be in. Bam, bam. It's not even lunchtime. You're down to about 40 units of emotional energy. 
<laughs> so you grab a quick bowl of macaroni cheese and a Diet Coke for lunch. Bam, afternoon work, kids, dog won't stop barking. Bam, 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 bam. No wonder by 5 p.m. you are ready to drown in a pint of ice cream and another bottle of wine. You yell at the kids because you don't have any emotional energy left. You send your angry email to your boss about that stupid meeting that wasted your time. You drain the bottle of wine, open another one, forget the healthy dinner you planned because it'll take too long. Just nuke a pizza and get it done. And you collapse on the couch, frustrated with your life, frustrated with yourself, and feeling completely drained, overwhelmed, emotional, and simply at the end of your rope, unable to deal with anything else, and disappointed because you killed your diet plan again. You, you'll have to explain the angry email to your boss tomorrow, and you're already three quarters of the way through your next hangover. <laughs> tomorrow is not looking any better. Now, maybe that's a bit of a dramatization, but I know I've had days in the last five months that that's not far from the absolute truth. So maybe you're experiencing a version of this. Well, you're not alone. This is kind of the way we're all trying to deal with all this stuff right now. No matter how much people look like they've got it all figured out, Everyone these days has time periods where they just can't seem to pull it together. So the big question is, how do I deal with this? How do I get a handle on this? So I've got the emotional energy to be able to deal with things and not compound the stressors that I don't have control over. So here's the scoop. For all you perfectionists out there who always want to make it seem like everything is fine, in fact, it's great, it's perfect, I totally have it all together. No, really. <laughs> You've got to have the courage to recognize that you actually don't. And that's okay. And maybe some changes could be made to help you get to that point where you do have it all together. And side note, you have, don't have to admit this to anybody else but yourself which is sometimes the hardest part. Now, the key to cracking overwhelm and feeling like you can handle what life throws at you is to not run out of emotional energy before it's time to go to bed. That means taking the bull by the horns and taking control of some of the things that you actually can control that are going to give you a little extra cushion of emotional energy. Okay, so I've got four easy ones to start with. And they make a big difference. First one, drink plenty of water. Okay, that sounds weird. And you're like, thanks, Anne. Hydrate. Duh. But seriously, your body is about 60% water. Over half of your entire being is water. <laughs> and every single bodily function relies on water to work. So when you're on a when you're a court low, it's going to reflect in your mood, in your reactions, in your energy level, in your ability to deal with stress in a calm mature way. I've done a whole bunch of marathons and I can always tell when I'm low on water because I get weepy and I want to give up. And that is totally not me. So I always know I need to have some water. Okay. So if you're feeling weepy, emotional, overwhelmed, frazzled, and frayed, ask yourself, am I dehydrated? Start there because it's actually an easy way to keep your body, your mind, and your soul buzzing along a little bit more smoothly. I always have a bottle of water. In fact, I've got one right here next to me right now. So that's where you start. Am I dehydrated? Grab a little water. Second one is nutrition. Now, you don't have to eat kale six times a day, but making sure you've got plenty of vegetables in your diet will help. Swap out a salad for your usual sandwich lunch. 
Okay. Another strategy that I try is green on every plate. I literally put spinach in almost everything. (laughs) But whatever it is, good nutrition is also going to give you a little bit more of a buffer with your emotional energy. Okay. So having the right food to fuel your body so you're not having sugar crashes, so you're not having carb crashes, so your energy maintains and you get the nutrition you need makes a big difference in your ability to deal with all the stress. So that's another thing that you can control. The next thing is I want you to move your body, exercise and get your blood pumping and your heart rate up. And you don't have to spend three hours sweating and grunting in the gym every day. Now you can do that. That'd be great if you're into that sort of thing and it will help, but it can also be just small opportunities for movement. So if you suddenly feel yourself overwhelmed, breathing shallow, take five minutes, go take a walk. Take the stairs instead of the elevator. Walk to the store rather than driving if you can. Have a walking meeting. I do this a lot now. If I've got a phone call, I put in my headphones and I'll walk around the block and walk around my neighborhood. Just getting outside, getting a little fresh air, getting my heart rate elevated just a little bit can really help that overwhelm calm down and give me a little bit of a buffer. A standing desk is even preferable. You know, just drop every once in a while and take 20 push-ups, 10 push-ups, do it on your knees, have a dance break. I don't care. Whatever it is, that little movement break is going to give you, again, a little bit of a buffer to your emotional energy. So as you're starting to feel frazzled and frayed, that little five-minute dance break could make all the difference in how you deal with the next client call. All right? The last one is, and I know this is a tough one sometimes, especially if you have tiny humans, sleep. If you can increase your sleep, it will make a huge difference. Your body needs sleep to be able to recharge that emotional energy every day. That's, you know, your body needs that to heal. Your brain needs that to heal. Go look up the effects of lack of sleep and it is scary. Uh, what it does to your body, to your mood, to your self-discipline, you know, to your self-control, all of that stuff. So think about how do I catch a little more sleep? A few strategies I've used and I've heard of, um, no caffeine after noon, no screen time 30 to 60 minutes before bed because the blue light actually interferes with your natural circadian rhythms and like the natural melatonin production That blue light, I don't know how it works, but it's true. Um, Maybe skip the 11 o'clock news. I mean, the news these days rarely puts you in a sleepy, relaxed mood anyway. (laughs) So maybe you skip that last show, read for 30 minutes, and then go to bed. Okay? Same bedtime every night. I've also heard as a good way, if you have trouble sleeping or getting to sleep, when your body starts to realize that 1030 is bedtime, you know, that can start to fall asleep faster because your body's ready. Also creating a pre-bedtime ritual. Um, You know, is it tea and reading and, you know, I brush my teeth, I have some tea, maybe other order because minty toothpaste with your tea might not be so delicious. So I drink my tea, I brush my teeth, I read a little bit, and then I go to bed. And if I do that every day, your body starts to say, oh, toothpaste or tea, toothpaste, sleep or read, sleep, whatever it is, create that ritual. So your body says, okay, we're winding down now. I know, I know this path. We do this. 
You've creating a known. Or listen to a guided sleep medication uh, meditation. I have Sleep Better program from Audible, and I rarely make it through the 10 or 20 minute recording before I'm sawing logs like a champ. So think about that. What can you do to get that recharge that you need at night? Maybe it's seven hours, maybe it's nine hours, depending on your body, but you've got to do that in order to get that full battery for the next day. Okay. Now I got two bonus ones for you. These two are a little controversial, but uh, they're vital. Two other things that sap your emotional energy are a hangover and caffeine overload. So consider cutting back. And a lot of people tell me like, honey, caffeine and alcohol is what got me through this pandemic in the first place, right? (laughs) In the moment, it can be tough to cut back and change your habits around caffeine and alcohol. But in the long run, it does really help. I actually just 10 days ago started an alcohol break and my focus has increased and my feeling of overwhelm has decreased, which is a really nice combination. And I've been drinking cranberry and seltzer a lot, so it kind of feels like a fancy cocktail without the depressing and dehydrating alcohol effects the next day. Consider it, all right? There are a ton of other things you can do that are in your control to increase your emotional energy. So we'll deal with those another day. But if you start here, hydration, nutrition, sleep, and exercise, and again, it doesn't have to be a huge change. Little changes in one or two of these areas could make a big difference in your ability to deal with all the crazy stress that you can't control. Again, focusing on what you can control can make a big difference. So have the courage to take an honest look at what little changes can you make to make a big difference in the way you deal with stress and your feeling of overwhelm. Good luck, everyone, and I'll see you on the next episode. If you have any ideas of other ways, put them in the comments. I look forward to talking to you next week.